재미와 지식의 오디오 라이프 팝빵. What time is it? What time is it? Do you know what time it is? Prime time. It's prime time. Very important trial coming up tomorrow in regards to uh, Samsung Vice Chairman Lee Jae-yong. So giving us the analysis, our good friend, as always, from Korea Expose, Managing Editor, Dr. Koo Se-wong. Hello. Hello, Henry. Let's get your um, reactions first on the uh, major news. And it's very interesting because I see that uh, outlets like TV Joseon and uh, Yonhap News TV, this is just wall-to-wall uh, breathless kind of reporting and speculation of what happened to Kim Jong-nam and who are these perpetrators? What exactly is Kim Jong-un thinking? A lot of people in my circle, once this news came out and we see the wall-to-wall coverage and some of the reaction from the conservative politicians, you start rolling your eyes going, okay, here we go again. This is where we're going to start the uh, uh, the so-called, I guess, commie-baiting aspect of uh, campaigning and electioneering and uh, uh, I suppose uh, putting people into Camps like leftist boxes or pro-commie sympathizers. What do you think? I don't think this is going to necessarily resonate with the people this time around, especially in light of what we've seen, especially with the younger people. Well, that said, it's been incredible to see how much attention has been paid to this uh, incident, not just in Korean media, but also in the foreign media. People love North Korea. They love Kim Jong-un. They love anything to do with uh, these uh, scandalous kind of family uh, fuse and and here we have poison needle. We have female agents. International airport. Granted, it's a it sexy was the, story. I mean, let's be frank, right? Yeah, I mean, I I did read it and I was um, surprised by it, and and then I kind of moved on. And and I am absolutely in agreement with you that uh, focusing on this uh, so called murder or assassination, it's really not going to have much of an impact uh, domestically, at least in South Korean politics and. And it was funny to see uh, Hwang Gyo-wan, the acting pre- president, convening a meeting of the Standing Committee of the National Security Council this morning and talking about the, uh, what were the, his exact words, vicious and barbaric nature of the North Korean regime has been um, brought to light, mm-hmm. if it is true that Pyongyang is behind this murder. But, I mean, I think there is more of a case to be made about the missile launch that happened quite recently yeah. and how that might impact South Korea's national security. That's a real tangible thing mm-hmm. that is verifiable and confirmed 
and we saw what happened. We saw how the international community reacted, and we saw how that can have effects on what China's policy going forward is, as well as our policy with with Thad. And uh, we can say it's all coincidental, but we know that Huang Yuan has been rattling the saber for quite a while now, talking about uh, these uh, provocations by North Korea, how we need to be in a more aggressive forward stance against them, and the uncertainties with the Trump administration because they're going through their own mess, which we don't have time to talk about. But bottom line, it plays into now this idea that once again, we have to frame things into left versus right, uh, pro-national security versus soft on um, communism. And that is a frame I think people, a lot of people, um, are kind of tired of. Well, it's a frame that a lot of people are tired of, but it's also a frame that works to some extent here in South Korea. Um, I think at least when the scandal first broke and people were deeply disillusioned by the Park Geun-hye administration, there were some people talking about how the conservatives finally might jettison this kind of rhetoric, moving, moving away from emphasizing national security toward uh, perhaps adopting a very different stance. Uh, trying to reinvent themselves as maybe compassionate conservatives to care more about people and economic issues. And with what we have seen from Hwang Gyo-wan, it seems to me that at least the core elements within the conservative faction yeah. certainly will not take that route. And at the same time, considering what is happening in the streets of Seoul with all these protests in favor of Park Geun-hye, I think to some extent the rhetoric is an effective one, especially in targeting kind of the older demographic that's great segue, actually. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> we'll talk about this. Uh, we uh, once again encourage everyone to uh, check out Korea Expose. Uh, they had a recent article uh, published, uh, impeach, the impeach, impeachment? The impeachment. impeach the Impeachment. And you went into uh, these, I'm gonna, I don't want to call them Taegukki demonstrations because I think it sort of uh, besmirches sort of this national flag that theoretically... That's why Chumie, the belongs of to the everyone. Oh, yeah. also said. <laughs> I'm not Chumie, obviously. <laughs> but it, these anti-impeachment protests, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you you got a look at them. Uh, we are seeing that the numbers are increasing as the weekends uh, progress. Uh, what do you think um, in terms of this being a national phenomenon? I think we have to be careful not to buy too much into the kind of narrative that's been built up by the South Korean media. Um, we have seen some outlets trying to present to this to the nation is completely divided 50-50. A false equivalency kind of thing, Yeah, right? and uh, a friend of mine kind of said this is like comparing drops of water to an ocean. Um, that said, yes, certainly the candlelight visuals have been very large in size. Uh, but we do need to recognize that these so-called Taegukki rallies or the conservative rallies have also increased in size uh, dramatically. We don't have exact estimates as to how many were there on Saturday in downtown Seoul. But some say it looked as though there were hundreds of thousands of conservatives. Um, there have been allegations, however, that some of these participants in the conservative rallies might have been paid to appear and this is an allegation that perhaps needs to be addressed a little more but there is a law actually in the national assembly rather an amendment proposed uh, that says uh, perhaps we need to penalize people who are paid to appear at political rallies and those who pay people to come to these rallies so it has become definitely an issue uh, and it has undermined to some extent the credibility of these uh, events 
But there are those who think that this really shows that the conservatives are alive and well and they have not really disappeared. They kind of hunkered down because they're so shocked by the breathtaking revelation surrounding President Park Geun-hye and Choi Soon-sil. But now they're kind of, you know, reconvened and they have uh, decided to sh- remind the nation that they are not dead yeah. after all. October 26th. 2016. That's when uh, JTPC first uh, broke the news with this tablet PC uh, indicating that there is a, a sordid relationship with Choi Soon-sil and, and the president. Uh, it resulted in these uh, massive rallies and of course the political establishment also then moving towards eventually what became the impeachment of uh, the current president and the ensuing special uh, probe into all of these criminal allegations. Up through all of this to today, we are uh, getting towards the middle of February. Uh, the polling has been uh, essentially unchanged, regardless of what the uh, the right has tried to do, regardless of the president's uh, various media appearances or interviews or, or addresses to the nation. Round about 80% in favor of impeachment, 15 some odd percent opposing impeachment. If those numbers are accurate and we're seeing these kind of um, groups coming out who are angry, they're, they're very vitriolic, uh, some some even uh, prone to violence. I've, I've read some reports about even uh, some uh, uh, reporters who are from outlets like CBS who are deemed not to be very nice to conservatives and to their point are getting actually physically attacked. I asked this to Stephen Borick yesterday uh, when he was doing a, a segment, but uh, I asked... Are we seeing a similar phenomenon potentially like with these angry Trump rallies where you think, oh, these guys are just way out of, you know, they're just completely uh, not mainstream. This is a very uh, kind of small fragment, fringe group of society, but there's actually a more bigger groundswell of shy, so-called shy voters who are actually very much angry about the impeachment of the president in your view? I absolutely think there is a comparison to be made between Trump supporters and what we see in Korea with these um, elderly conservatives because um, many people have kind of dismissed them saying they're old, they're uneducated, they're ill-informed, they're easily swayed by propaganda. But I mean, they are a big voting block in Korea. Um, Old people tend to vote more in Korea and old people tend to be more conservative in Korea. And um, there have been questions raised as to just how accurately these poll numbers reflect uh, the, 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 the way South Koreans are thinking about the scandal and what to do with Park Geun-hye. Because um, it seems as though if you were to look at the party affiliations of people who are responding to these polls or surveys, many of them are actually not conservatives. Mm-hmm. So conservatives are, as you were saying, shy in, um, when it comes to at least uh, making their views public. But it does not mean that they don't really, they're not going to wield any significant influence of the political future, especially with the election coming this year. So that's something that we need to be very mindful of. Um, they can still come and vote. And just because you have very few people in the streets, or rather, um, smaller size of crowds supporting the president in the streets, it does not necessarily mean that conservatives are, have become smaller or shrunk over the course of these several right. months. No, I mean, we can say there's a solid, and people in, in the Korean political realm call it this concrete base of support for anything that is deemed a conservative ideology at 35 some odd 40% of the population that's something you can bank on and that number doesn't necessarily go away but there is a fragmentation right because you have people like uh, members of the Paden party uh, whether it's uh, the candidates like Yoo Seung Min or some of the, the leaders there or even these so-called 
so-called moderates, right? Like uh, People's Party, An Chol Su, and some of those uh, figures like Son Akyu, who they would like to get that uh, vote from the conservatives as part of their sort of coalition of gathering support to beat Moon Jae-in. But it doesn't seem like that resonates with them either. It seems like it's an all-or-nothing affair, and you're pretty much on one side of the aisle or the other, and you can't kind of just be mealy-mouthed about it. And I think I feel that fraction, uh, that sort of, uh, I guess, fragmentation is something that's going to be very difficult to put together. Yeah, because um, if you go and talk to these people in the streets, their view is very black and white. Either you are with them right. and you support national security, you believe in the integrity of the South Korean state, you want to defend liberty... Huh? But Freedom. you also believe that this whole impeachment thing is a fraud. Yeah, and they also believe that the whole thing has been engineered. It's a conspiracy. The media are in right. on it. Judiciary is in on it. And um, the, the level of trust in conventional politics and conventional media really seems to have break down, has broken down among this particular demographic. That said, they're still... Um, holding on to the belief that there are true conservatives who are true defenders of South Korean democracy. And these are the people who will most likely be rallying around Hwang Gyo-an if uh, right. Prime Minister actually does decide to run as a candidate in the coming election. And mm-hmm. why shouldn't he, considering that there's absolutely no viable candidate from the conservatives that we have seen so far? I agree. But my, my point is that these other conservative, so-called conservative candidates like Yoo Seung-min or Nam Byung-pil or uh, later on Son Ak-kyu, who is, you might, you might say, center-right or, or An Chol-su, they're not going to be able to get that vote because they believe that the president should be impeached. And this group, whether it's 15% of the country or not, and you're saying Hwang Gyo-an really is their sort of uh, symbolic leader right Shining now. beacon. I don't see how that number reaches over 40% in a general election. That's going to be a good question, actually. And we're going to have to see also just how people from other um, generations um, end up voting in this election. Are they actually going to be so yeah. active or are they going to be so disillusioned? And in a way, having Ani Jong, the South Chungcheong governor, has really been kind of a breath of fresh air, not because I support him. <laughs> Because uh, I I have no opinion regarding who should win the presidency, but but just because uh, he's really come out and 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 he's um, presented himself quite effectively as somebody uh, who can galvanize the young people. Um, yeah, and you know he's done a great job. Uh, very shrewd. He did not uh, go the uh, anti let's attack Moon Jae-in route uh, that we saw with Park Won Soon or some of the other uh, members of the People's Party. They very clear that did not work with the general populace, but he's really we talk about the the pie, but he's really expanded the pie now for Minjudang, uh, right for the for the, the the Democratic Party because now they are enjoying support from uh, liberals, from moderates, and even some aspects of the uh, conservative society. Just in large part and credit to Ani Jung and his rhetoric, and also there are people who will say anybody bought Moon Jae-in. Right. That's actually a very sizable crowd here in South Korea. But I'm saying he's been able to eat some of that crowd and bring them into the Democratic Party fold, which I suppose you would think bodes well for their chances going on with uh, what they're enjoying with uh, public support as a party at historically high levels. Yeah, exactly. And I think if Ani Jong were to somehow pull off an upset and overtake Moon Jae-in, that really would be a boon for the Democratic Party. Um, let's face it, Moon Jae-in had his chance uh, five years ago. 
when he was running for the presidency against Park Geun-hye in 2012. And he's seen as such an old-timer in establishment politics. Uh, um, I do not mean to denigrate any of the policy proposals he has made. And I think he's actually run a very tight campaign so far. But his image, his branding, it's something that does not necessarily appeal to a very wide stretch of the electorate, I would argue. I would love to have this uh, maybe sort of uh, proxy debate with you on this issue one day as far mm-hmm. as uh, Moon and, and Very special and session on of yeah, prime I, th- time. I think it, it'll be an interesting discussion, but we obviously <laughs> unfortunately don't have time with that. Uh, just a couple more thoughts on uh, these uh, anti-impeachment rallies. Your view on these politicians, um, especially from the uh, former Henry uh, Liberty Korea Party, if you, I guess they want to call themselves, that... Uh, the appropriateness of coming out to the rallies is one thing, but going up on stage and actually addressing these crowds and and really even inflaming the rhetoric, is that really something that is proper for uh, a standing politician to do? Well, I mean, what are the rules of propriety in South Korean politics these days? I mean, we've had um, progressive politicians coming to address the the candlelight. Right, but but overall, they've been discouraged. They've been able to attend, but not really address the entire rally as a whole. Uh, We had earlier cases with DJ. I'm just Mm -hmm. saying that this is really a regular occurrence now with Mm -hmm. these uh, uh, anti-impeachment rallies. I mean, I, I don't want to say that this is something that you cannot do. It is a free country. Although some may dispute that notion, and um, and especially for people like Kim Eun Soo to go right. out there and 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 really cheer on these people, it is his decision that comes at his own the expense of his own political capital. And I think, in a way, he has really damaged his own brand by engaging in this behavior. He can be seen, perhaps, um, it, although the chances are quite narrow, to be seen as a standard bearer for this particular community of people who may feel marginalized by establishment politics. But that is really only going to be the extent of his appeal. Yeah, I mean, I, I see what he's doing. I mean, he was a former sort of more reformist, moderate-minded conservative, but and he was initially very much in favor of impeachment. But there's an opportunity here. Uh, they have no viable candidate. Hwang Gyo-an has a very difficult path to try and declare his presidency. If he can actually grab that banner, uh, he can go from kind of not mainstream politician to, hey, I am a presidential candidate of a major political party. And that gives him some uh, bona fides. Yeah, even if he actually does not win the election, no. it certainly right. gives him a platform that he can use. It's to, a spec on yeah, your resume. Yeah, I think in Korea that was a very apt word. It's just cynical. And I think that's what a lot of people <laughs> kind of feel sad about. Uh, we have a little time. I just want to get your thoughts on tomorrow. Very important uh, court proceeding. Uh, this is the uh, second request for the arrest warrant on Samsung Vice Chairman uh, Lee Jae-yong. The special probe uh, did secure more evidence. Uh, They are publicly saying they're confident that uh, this time around that this this arrest warrant will be issued. Very important in terms of the uh, bribery allegations being leveled against the president. Uh, What do you sort of kind of see going into that uh, court hearing tomorrow? Well, I think um, the special probe certainly would not have brought up this possibility of a Oh, arrest warrant for the second time if they did not feel that they were prepared because to be denied once again would mean complete humiliation. They already went through that last time. And I think there really is case to be made that um, proving bribery charge against Lee Jae-yong is very important for the impeachment 
of the president and getting the constitutional court to approve the formal removal of Park Geun-hye from the Blue House. Sure. So, so they have concentrated their effort on this. And certainly, going after Samsung is not the only thing the special probe has done, although some conservatives certainly accuse this uh, office of doing precisely that. Um, there have been another allegation, very important here, which is that um, President Park Geun-hye and Choi Soon-sil were in constant communication as this scandal evolved, uh, even when uh, Choi Soon-sil was actually staying in Germany. So um, it's an allegation. I have not seen the evidence, but if the special probe can really prove this, then it's also very damaging for the president. So overall, I think uh, many interesting things to watch out for, and there is hope for the impeachment still. Just aside from any legal analysis, because uh, we're not legal scholars here, but your gut, does it tell you that this arrest warrant will be issued, it would be historic in the history of Chabot and Samsung? Mm, Well, I see 70% chance of this happening tomorrow. And um, it would be a historic okay. moment. And I think um, it will also start off a very interesting development for Samsung itself. Because with Lee Jae-yong going through this, uh, what may be yeah. a criminal trial, what is going to happen to the leadership at this very important company in South Korea? Very good. Taeyong, always appreciate it. We'll have that debate one day for sure. Uh, thank Over you very beer. much. Thank you. Thank you.